Blog Talk Radio. After the death of Solomon, God divided the kingdom of Israel into two houses. There were ten tribes in the northern kingdom known as the Lost Tribes of Israel. They were cast out into the world because of their great sin against God. However, God promised in the last days He would gather these lost tribes back to Israel before the return of our Lord. Unknowingly, some of the churches made up of these lost tribes known as the house of Ephraim. God is now calling them to prepare to come back home to the land He gave our fathers. The call to prepare has been sounded. Sister Donna Deckard, and this is the House of Ephraim show on December the 6th, 2022. And we have an awesome show for you today, but first, a word from our And now, from Cradle of Hope are some important announcements for you. This month, from Cradle of Hope is a must-have gift offer, the transition of the church. God has transitioned the church since the days of the book of Acts. Don't miss out on this last and greatest move of God. Jesus Christ is returning for a church full of power and glory. This transition will bring the church forward. Send a gift of $25 or more. Call today and get free shipping if you ask for the Transition of Church gift offer. Call 618-262-2810 or go online at jewishprofit.com. Send a gift of $25 or more and ask for the Transition of the Church gift offer. Welcome back. This is your host, Sister Donna Deckard. I want to remind all of you that we do have a quarterly coming up in January. Yes, January 13th, 14th, and 15th, 2023. And we ask that you have that registration in before January the 2nd. So before the the Hanukkah rush gets on, why don't you get that registration in, okay? And we also have uh, information as to how to get there available on our website, jewishprofit.com, for those of you who are new and have never traveled to the Corn Patch there in Fairfield. And uh, come expecting for God to meet your needs, whether they're physical or spiritual, because God will be present in that service. And that quarterly, and I'm telling you, I can't tell you how many times it has been so awesome. If you come expecting, you have to come expecting and pull on that and demand that anointing to to feed you where you need to be fed. We have available online with our YouTube channel, Jewish Prophet, we have Sabbath Fellowship online weekly with Prophet Mark Reinbold. We have a Wednesday evening service that I do on that YouTube channel. We have Blog Talk Radio available five days a week. All of us are preaching Prophet Deckard's materials. If you're interested, email us at cradle at jewishprophet.com. That's cradle at jewishprophet.com. 
Com. Well, we have been doing a series that I absolutely thoroughly enjoy to minister, and that is called Seize the Kingdom with Authority. Seize the Kingdom of God with Force. You have to force your way into the kingdom of God. You know why? Because we live in a natural world. We live in the flesh and blood world that is that is is governed by our five senses. What we see, what we hear, what we feel, what we touch. That's what we are governed by here in this flesh and blood world. But the kingdom of God is spirit. It is spirit. You can't see it, taste it, feel it, or hear it unless you do what? Unless you get into God's word, you begin to do what I've been ministering on on Wednesday evenings on that YouTube channel. You begin to communicate with God through prayer, and you will begin to do what? You will begin to force your flesh into the kingdom of God. But you have to force your flesh into it. You have to demand of your flesh to study God's word. You have to demand of your flesh to communicate with God through prayer. You have to demand of your flesh to go without food with fasting. It's not something that has just come natural. You have to demand of your flesh to do that. And as you begin to feed your spirit, as you begin to feed your spirit, man, the word of God, as you begin through praying in tongues, to the Father, allowing your spirit man to communicate with the Father, spirit to spirit, you will begin to seize that kingdom of God, and it will change your life. It will change your life. Matthew chapter 13. Turn with me there. Matthew chapter 13, verse 44. Matthew thirteen forty four. Again, Yeshua is speaking here. Yeshua is teaching his disciples about the kingdom of God. And he said, the kingdom of heaven is likened to a treasure hid in a field. Now, I want you to think about that. I know back where I live, there's, there's people who go arrowhead hunting. And, and, and they, they, they like to go after, after a nice rainstorm. They like to go after a freeze and the ground falls because those arrowheads become exposed. There's people who love to, to have metal detectors and go treasure hunting. You shoot is like a treasure hidden in a field, which when a man has found it, he hides it, and for joy, there 
Ford goes and sells all he has to buy that field. You are going to have to spell out to God. You are going to have to give all. God doesn't take, he doesn't take half-heartedness. God said, you're either hot or you're cold. If you're lukewarm, he said, I'm going to spit you out of my mouth. God wants you to be hot after the kingdom of God. Where you are like a man in the field and you go and you go, you go and try to buy that field. Verse 45. Again, the kingdom of heaven is likened to a merchant man seeking goodly pearls. When he has found one pearl of great price, he went and sold all he had and he bought it. He bought it. But when he, he, he was a merchant. Now, a merchant is someone who has a store. And a store has inventory. It says he went and sold all he had. He took all of his inventory. And he sold it all so he could go buy that pearl of great price. You have to be completely sold out to God. You have to want to get into his presence. You are going to have to seize the kingdom of God with authority. Yeshua goes on in verse 47. He says, the kingdom of heaven is likened to a net that is cast into the sea and it gathers every kind. Which one is full? They drew to the shore, they sat down, and they gathered the good into vessels and they cast away the bad. Remember the parable of the, of the, of the, the, the man who sowed his field? With good seed, and the enemy came and sold it with sowed it with tares. And he said, "You got to let them grow together." And Yeshua said, "In the end, the angels will come, and they will separate. They will separate the good from the bad." Verse forty-nine. So it shall be. At the end of the world, the angels will come forth and they will sever the wicked from the just. And they shall cast them into a furnace of fire. There will be wailing. There will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. You see, you have to either be living for God or you are the wicked, and you will end up in that furnace of fire. There are so many lukewarm Christians. So many lukewarm Christians, they're going, well, I'm saved, but you see, I don't have time to live for God because of all these excuses, job, family, children, career. And it's not that you can't have a job. You need a job. The Bible says you don't work, you don't eat. It doesn't mean you don't have a family. The Bible says to multiply and replenish the earth. But you have to have your priorities correct. 
place in your life. You have to seek the kingdom and seize it by force. Forcing your flesh to line up with God's word. If not, there's wailing and gnashing of teeth. Let's go down to, to... Verse 52. Then he said to them, Wherefore, every scribe which is instructed into the kingdom of heaven is like to a man who is a householder that bringeth forth out of his treasure things new and things old. You see, as you walk through life, God is teaching you things. You have your experience. Experiences. Your experiences with the Father are different than mine. And you take those experiences, those old experiences, and you put them together with new things. Like when you first heard prophet minister transition to the church, we didn't leave Yeshua. We didn't renounce our salvation. But we pulled from the old. We saw where, where it was mandatory to keep God's covenant, where it was mandatory. It wasn't a Jewish Sabbath. It was a Sabbath for everybody. And we took Yeshua and we began to keep Shabbat and keep the covenant. We took the new and the old. Let's go on to verse, or excuse me, chapter 16. Matthew, chapter 16, verse 19. Yeshua again is is speaking. He says, I will give unto you the kingdom, the keys of the kingdom. There are keys to the kingdom. And, and growing up in the denominational church, I didn't know the keys. I didn't understand the keys to the kingdom. I didn't even know there were keys to the kingdom. But there were keys to the past. And I can remember as I would listen to Prophet Deckard and he'd minister and he'd say, this is a key. And I know I would write in my I would write in my notebook. This is a key, and then I I like I like to I like to doodle. I like to draw things. I would draw I would draw a key in the margin of my note, or I would do it at the top corner so I would know in the future when I'm looking through my notes there's a key to the kingdom on this page. And I began. To, to take note of those keys. Yeshua is saying here, he said, I'm going to give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. And whatsoever you loose on earth 
shall be loosed in heaven. Every time prophet taught us, those of us who are ministry, from the fellowship leaders to the prophets to myself, prophet taught us, before you, before you get up in that behind that holy beamer, before you begin to preach, you do what? You wash your feet. You ask God to forgive you for your sins, known and unknown. You ask him to reveal to you your unknown sins. And you bind. You bind darkness. You bind Satan from that service. And what you bind here on earth is bound in heaven. And you loose the angels. You ask God to, to, for the anointing to come as you minister. And you loose the angels to cause that anointing to go forth and penetrate the hearts of those who are listening. It was a key. It's a key. Finding and loosening principles. You can use it in a lot of situations. When I speak to a storm, I bind darkness. I loose the angel. That that storm will not damage my home or any of us who are in it. It's a key to the kingdom. I was never taught that in a denominational church. Never taught that. But once you learn the principle of binding of loosing, you have a key to the kingdom. There is no rank. It's, a not, it's not a matter of rank. When it comes to the kingdom of God, turn with me to Matthew chapter 18, verse 1. There are five hearts in the five-fold ministry. There's the apostles, the prophets, the pastor, the teacher, the evangelist. They all have a different heart, a different job that they are to do. But they, there's not one over the other. He said it. Verse 18, verse 1, at the same time came the disciples to Yeshua saying, who is the greatest in heaven? You see, we, are, we get all about it. Who, who's, who's, who's the greatest? Who's the greatest? Who is the greatest in heaven? And they're asking, they're asking Yeshua, Verse 2, and Yeshua called a little child to him, and he set him in the midst of them. And verily he said, verily I say to you, except you be converted and become as little children, you shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. You have to become like a child. A child is curious. A child 
when a child wants to learn something, when a child wants to learn to crawl, they'll work at it and work at it and work at it. They'll fail and fail, and eventually they'll begin to what? They'll begin to be able to crawl on their belly. And then eventually they'll get the strength to raise that belly up, but they can't figure out how to use their legs to do it. And they'll sit there and rock back and forth and go nowhere. He said, you have to become like a child. And that child doesn't give up and quit because it failed. Day after day, that child will work on crawling. Day after day, a child will, will, will work on walking. But you know what? We try it one time, and as adults, we just throw our hands up. I can't do that. You have to be as a child. He says, if you will be as a child, you can enter into the kingdom of heaven. Whosoever, therefore, shall humble himself as this little child, the same is the greatest in heaven. You see, that's backwards to how we think of it here in this world. We think those in charge are awesome. Wow, look what they achieved, how they achieved it. Wow. And he said, in the kingdom of heaven, you have to be humble as a child. You have to be willing to go to continue again and again and again and again, failing and failing and failing until you learn to walk, until you learn to walk in the spirit. Sometimes people come to me and they're like, oh, wow, it must have been awesome. Be part of the fivefold and and." And be married to Prophet Deckard. And I'm like, oh, it was. Oh, yes, it was. But you see, there's the other side of it. Ministry is servanthood. Ministry is being a servant. Ministry is humbling. And you have to be humble. It's not about walking around with the bells clinging. Oh, look at me, I'm somebody special. No. It's about you looking to see where there's a need that you can fulfill. Be humble as a child. To be humble as a child. Let's go to Matthew. Matthew chapter 20. Verse 1. Matthew 20, verse 1. For the kingdom of heaven is likened to a man who is a householder that went out early in the morning to hire laborers into his kingdom. We are laborers in the kingdom of God. We're laborers. That's, that's, that's what we are. We're servants. We're the worker bees. We are laborers in the kingdom of God. And that, he goes on with that parable talking about how they all got jealous, you know, because 
He hired them all for the same for the same amount. And at the end of the day, he paid them all the same. And some had worked all day, some hadn't. But he paid them the same amount of money. Now, that's not how we do it. We pay by the hour, Yeshua. If I work 12 hours, I get, I get that pay times 12. If they only worked four hours, they only get that pay times four. But Yeshua said that's not how it goes in the kingdom of God. It's not about the money. It's about the heart being willing to work for God. It's not about that. It's not about how great you think you did, how somebody thinks you did wonderful. It's about God's opinion about what you did. We all will receive a reward in heaven. And it's God who decides what that reward will be. It's not me and you. It's not based on us. It's based on him. Verse 11, and when they received what they were to be paid, they murmured against the good man of the house, saying, these last have brought but one hour and now made them equal to us. We bore the burden of the heat of the day. He said, I did you no more wrong. Didn't you agree to work for me for a penny? Take what is mine and go your way. I give unto this last even as unto thee. It is not lawful for me to do with mine what I will with my own. And is I, I evil because I'm good? How many of you ever got mad at God? How many of you ever got mad at God? Because you saw somebody that you thought they were being blessed more than you were being blessed. You're like, God, that ain't fair. But you see, we look on the outward appearance. We look at the flesh and we look at the blood. That's what we look at. We look in the flesh and the blood. We look in what we consider the natural world, but the real world is the spirit world. And God said he looks at the heart. He looks at the heart. Some of you need to cry out to God, create in me a clean heart. You need to get your heart clean. Here are these people, they had worked for the, for the master, and they got mad at him. You know why? They had black hearts. They got jealous. Black hearts. That's why there'll be gnashing of, of, of teeth. Because there are people who think that they are walking in righteousness and they got black hearts. There's, there's not the fruit. There's the jealousy. There's the envy. There's the strife. There's the discord and the judgment. And the master says, it's not unlawful for me to do what I will with my own things.
They judged him. They judged him. Said, unfair, unfair. You're not fair. Yeshua goes on, so the last will be first, and the first last, for many are called, but few are chosen. That makes me quake inside. That makes me quake, because you see, I want to be chosen. I want to be chosen. Many are called, but few are chosen. Why? Because the ones that were called, that were chosen, they refused to force their flesh into the kingdom of God. They refused to work at getting out the envy, the strife, or the judgment. And they refused to Produce the fruit. Go to chapter 21 of Matthew. Chapter 20, verse 43. Therefore, say I unto you, the kingdom of God shall be taken from you and given to a nation that brings forth fruit thereof. Ouch. Ouch. The kingdom of God is going to be given to those who are fruit producers. That's why one of the series we have on the table, the first one we recommend is Purpose of Temptation, so you understand why it is you're going through why you're going through. There's a reason you're going through what you're going through. There's a reason why it seems like it's always just you're going around in circles, you're experiencing the same thing over and over and over and over again, and that series explains to you that you God's trying to show you something, and you're missing it. You're missing it. But then the next series that we, that we demand that you study is the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit, because we have to be fruit producers. We have to be producing it. And Yeshua's telling them, look, the kingdom of heaven will be taken away from you. Now, he's talking to the scribes and the Pharisees. They are, we are children of Abraham. You can check our DNA. We are children of Abraham. We are part of the kingdom of God. Yeshua said, you don't bear the fruit. If you don't bear the fruit, what is, when you study that series, that scripture where it says the husbandman will what? He'll lop it off the tree. He'll lop, you'll get lopped off. You'll get dislocated from the vine. 
because you don't bear the fruit. Bearing fruit. Bearing fruit is is a key. It's core to being part of the kingdom of God. And you are going to have to do what? You are going to have to force yourself to bear fruit. You see, sometimes it's hard to love the unlovely. Sometimes it's hard to have peace in the midst of turmoil. Sometimes it's hard to have joy in the midst of grief. Sometimes it's difficult to be patient when you can see something and somebody else can't. And God says, keep your mouth shut, bearing fruit. is what God's looking for. The lack of bearing that fruit, that'll get you out of the kingdom of God faster than anything. Yeshua said, God will take that kingdom of God from you. God will take the kingdom from you because you don't bear fruit and he'll give it to those who are. Wow, that's deep. Seize the kingdom. Slap your flesh into obedience to the word. It's not a case of doing it once and go, oh, I arrived. Look at me. No, it's a daily. It's a daily walk. A daily looking at your life and going, look here. I did that wrong. Forgive me, God. And if you can make it right, do it. And every day, and every day, forcing yourself into that spirit world. Matthew 25. Matthew chapter 25, verse 1. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins who took their land and went forth to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were wise. Five were foolish. Now, I don't know about you, but I want to be part of the five that were wise. I want to be He's talking here about the kingdom of heaven. And he's liking it to ten virgins who had lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five were wise, five were foolish. He's trying, he's doing, he's doing a, a object lesson for us. He's bringing something that we can understand. And they could understand because they knew about how a Jewish wedding was. And he says, they that were foolish took their lamps, but they didn't take no oil with them. They didn't take any extra. They just had their lamp. But the wise took the extra oil in their vessels with their lamps. 
And when the bridegroom tarried, they tarried, they slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go out and meet him. And those, all the virgins, they got up and they trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us your oil, for our lamps are gone out. And said, No, lest there not be enough for us and you. But go you rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. The door was shut. Let me tell you something. When God shuts the door, you're not going to open it. Now, you may take a crowbar and try to open it, but you're not going to open it. Remember when God shut the door of Noah's ark? God shut the door of Noah's ark. Why? Because the ones who had the right, the ones who had bore fruit, the ones that were part of the kingdom of God, Noah, his wife, his sons, and their wives, those were the ones who were walking in righteousness. The ones on the other side of the door, they were the ones who had judged and ridiculed and made fun of and didn't believe Noah. That if, that what's rain, Noah? What's rain? We never heard of rain. What do you mean water's going to come from the sky? You crazy old man. Noah with the kingdom of God. And God shut the door. And they could not crawl up and get on that ark and get saved from the flood. Yeshua says the five virgins who were wise went in and the door was shut. And afterwards, Afterwards came along the other virgins saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. We're Christians. We got saved. We go to church. And he answered and he said, and I want you to look very carefully what he said. Verily, I say unto you, I know you not. I don't know you. Why? Because they had not developed a relationship. They had not learned to communicate. They had not learned. They had not done the preparation that is required. And he said, watch, therefore. For you know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. You want to be in that group that's wise, not the foolish group. You want to be in the group that's going to seize the kingdom. But you need to prepare. Because you have have learned the 
keys of the kingdom because you have learned to bear fruit. You have learned about patience and what it is for and how it develops you in the kingdom. You want to be part of the group that is wise. Where are we at? Watch. We are in Matthew 25. Let's go down to verse 14. Matthew 25, we're going to go to 14. For the kingdom of heaven is like to a man traveling to a far country who called his servants and delivered to them his goods. Oh, this is the story of the talents. And to one he gave five talents. To another he only gave two. And to the third one he only gave one. Oh, sister, daughter, I have no talent. I must be the little toe on the body of Christ. God doesn't really need me. I'm not important. I only got one talent, Sister Donna. To every man according to his several ability, and straightway he took his journey. You see, God knows what your abilities are. God knows what your gifts are. Your gifts are not my gifts. And my gifts are not yours. God gave us talents according to our ability. Yet we like to fuss. Well, I wish I, you know, for years I was like, Lord, I'd love to be able to sing. Well, I can make a joyful noise. I can make a joyful noise. But let me tell you something. It's not going to be in tune. It's going to be flat. But I know, I have a daughter that can sing. She can sing. And it's not flat. And it's not out of tune. We are given talents. And so this this, uh, man who was traveling to a far country, he gave five talents to one, two to another, and one to the other one according to their ability. And then he that had received the five talents, he went out and he traded with those five talents, and he made them into another five talents. Likewise, he who had two, he also gained another two. Have you ever noticed that that people with abilities, with talents, they they usually have a lot of talents? Have you ever noticed that? And people who don't have a lot of talents, they usually just have one. Oh, I can't do anything with it. See, it's all about what? It's about the way you think. Well, this talent's not that important. It's sister, daughter, I'm just not that important in the kingdom of God. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. He that received one, he went and he digged in the earth and he hid his Lord's money. And when he 
And after a long time, the Lord of those servants, he came back and he reckoned with them. God is going to reckon with you and I about how we used our talent. Verse 20, and so he, he, the five, came and brought another five, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents before I have, behold, I have gained besides them five more. And the Lord said to him, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Why? Because of your faithfulness. 22, and he also that received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents besides them. And the Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Wow. Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou hast not sowed, gathering where thou hast not strong. And I was afraid. Fear. Fear had stopped this servant. He said, I was afraid. Fear is not of God. Fear will paralyze faith. And what does it take to please God? It takes faith. He said, I was afraid. And I went and hid my talent or thy talent in the earth, and lo, thou hast what is thine. I didn't lose that one talent, God. Here it is. I'm returning it back to you. And his Lord answered and said to him, You need to underline this. Thou wicked. Thou wicked. I wasn't wicked, Lord. I just hid the talent so that it wouldn't get lost. So when you came back, I could give it to you. Thou wicked and slothful servant. Thou knewest that I reap where I sow not and gather where I have not sown. Thou oughtest therefore to put my money to the exchangers. Then in my coming, I should have received my own with usury. Now what he's saying is, you should have put it into a savings account so I've gotten some interest off of it. You just went and dug a hole and hid it. He calls him wicked. He calls that servant wicked. Because he was afraid, did nothing with what God had given him. Now, Yeshua is teaching us what the kingdom of heaven is like, remember? Take, therefore, the talent from him and give it to him that has ten talents. What? 
For unto every one that shall be given, and he shall have abundance. And from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he has. Cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. And there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. kingdom must be taken by force. Darkness will come at you and he will be bring fear and cause you to be afraid to step out in faith to produce the fruit that is commanded that we do it. Darkness will come and paralyze you with fear. But you have to overcome. You take the ability that you have and you use it for the kingdom of God. Calls him wicked because he hid it. And he said, casting the outer darkness. He'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. They'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Mark chapter one. Mark. Yeshua taught us so much about the kingdom of God. Mark chapter 1, verse 15. And saying, the time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. Today is the day of salvation. Today, if you will hear the voice of God and do and do it. The time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe. Repent for the fear. Repent for the doubt and unbelief. Repent for the laziness. Repent for the stubbornness. And believe God. And believe God. What about you today? What about you? The kingdom of God is at hand. Are you bearing the fruit? Are you taking the talent that God's given you and using it for him and developing it? Are you spending time learning about Torah and what it is that you need to be doing? Or are you just showing up, hearing and hearing and not doing? 
And James says, when you hear and you don't do, you only deceive who? Yourself. You'll be weeping. You'll be gnashing your teeth. Many are chosen, or excuse me, called. Few are chosen. You want to be in the chosen group. You want to be in the wise virgin group. You want to be the one who took the talent that you had and multiplied it unto God. You don't want to be the wicked servant that's cast into outer darkness. You don't want to be the virgins that are told, I never knew you. Spend time communicating with me. You didn't spend time in my word learning about the kingdom. You didn't spend time with me. I don't know you. Let's pray. Father, we come before you. Father, we ask your forgiveness for our sins. Father, for our stubbornness, for our lack of preparation, for our unwillingness to force ourselves to bear fruit and to multiply the talents you've given us. She got a Forgive us, Father. Forgive us, Father. Open our eyes, Father. Open our spiritual eyes that we can see what it is that we lack. Ishaka, in the mighty name of Yeshua. Now, those of you who need healing, I want you to put your hand wherever it is, wherever it is that you need healing. God knows what it is that's going on in your life. He knows. Put your hand there and believe God. For that healing. In the mighty name of Yeshua, I speak healing. I speak healing to those bodies. I speak healing. I speak to that dizziness and I curse it. In the mighty name of Yeshua. Satan, you take your lying symptoms. You take your lying symptoms and you remove them. Cease and desist. Father, I send forth the angels. To cause that healing to manifest. In the mighty name of Yeshua. Amen. Amen. Now I want you to do something you couldn't do before. 
Whatever it is, I want you to I want you to do something that you couldn't do before. Praise the Father. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I want to thank each of you for tuning in today. And I want to remind you that with God, all things are possible. Shalom. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.